4: I'm off my game today. No, you're not. That's true. People are going to have to start making better content. I think we're going to be talking about this for a long time. When you program for everyone, you program for no
5: one. I think it's that we're a purpose-driven platform. Like we're trying to get to substance. How okay. was that? Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is marketing therapy right now. It really
4: is. <laughs> What's up? I'm Laura Carrente. And I'm Alexa Kristen. Welcome back to episode 21 of Adlandia. We're of legal drinking age. And to celebrate, a badass person in the industry decided to give us, Adlandia, and our listeners, and this community, Adlandia, Hello, holla an An exclusive. exclusive. So it's our first exclusive uh, with a bad MF. Can yeah. I call her a bad MF?
5: I think so. Total girl boss.
4: Linda Yaccarino. Chairman of Advertising Sales and Partnerships at NBC Universal. Um, this is big. What she's done, and she's really kind of putting her time and her money and NBC might behind This call to say, now is the time to change the industry. Now is the time where we can't grade our own work. You know, DigiDay was talking about this when they were kind of reporting this, and she said it. We can't grade our own work. We don't grade our own work in measurement. The industry, including Google, Facebook, and then all of our peers in the kind of linear and broadcasting programming space, as well as our new kind of partners like Snapchat and those people, have to come together and do the right thing and figure out the way forward in terms of how brands and programmers are going to measure impact of marketing and advertising. So we're super honored and stoked that Linda recognizes and she said this to us.
6: I just had the reaction that we're talking to the people who are going to live the next the change, right? Yeah, that's right. right? And Live not the, the people that I'm fighting legacy bullshit on. Right. That's right. It's it's those people who don't discriminate. They don't differentiate. It's just is. Right. Let's let if it's limiting us, let's just change it.
4: The people who are listening to Atlandia are the ones who are going to make change in this industry and are going to bring the industry forward for the next hundred years. So we've decided to drop this episode on Monday as
5: A precursor to the State of the Industry Forum, which will be happening tomorrow, November 28th, as sort of this early look inside what's going to be happening with some of the top industry marketers, publishers, executives who have the ability to impact change. So we'll get to that after the break. But first... Before we get to that interview, and I think super important and indicative of where the industry is going, and why we need to fix things like brand safety, measurement, viewability, but more and importantly, and not just
4: for quote unquote legacy companies, by the way, or quote unquote premium right publishers and programmers, but now we're seeing a bigger effect. Right. Digital
5: first On digital-first media, media companies. So we've seen in the news um, Mashable looking to sell for $50 million to Ziff Davis, which is a fifth of what they were at one time valued. You're seeing BuzzFeed and Vice reportedly going to be missing ad revenue earnings. And one of the things we were texting about earlier, Alexa, was the idea that, you know, is this because these folks succumb to scale? And thinking about the lowest common denominator and weren't ahead of the curve uh, and thinking about how they could diversify their revenue models.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think there are a couple of things. I think that, can we like pause on the Mashable thing? Someone, I was reading someone's tweet last night about Mashable and they're like, but they were so successful for 12 years and they should be so proud because they came out of, you know, a Scottish student's, you know, blog, basically. And I think that the biggest thing with Mashable is that Pete Cashmore and we had a friend who worked at um, Mashable a couple of years ago and he came to talk to me and I said, the biggest thing that is missing from Mashable is Pete, Pete Cashmore. Moore. Right. I was like, put him back. And I think they went for the, you know, what we talk about, lowest common denominator kind of programming scale. And, and scale. Click clickbait clickbait. And so, yeah, now they have a crappy, crappy valuation, yeah. you know.
5: And it's interesting to see the ones that are winning and are reporting Um, high earnings. I mean, look at Keith Grossman who's been on the show from Bloomberg. They had one of their best quarters ever and Keith is coming out swinging in the industry talking about all the different things that he is looking at selling that don't just have to do with The traditional kind of
4: advertising model. Exactly.
5: When you think about leaning into their research and business intelligence as a potential offering, I mean, shit, getting brands on the terminal as a new source of revenue stream. Like, these are, are things that they have access to that you cannot find anywhere else in the market. I mean, what Seb Tomich and Meredith Levian have been able to do at the New York Times around T-Brand and and being early there and figuring out that, Yeah, this is an opportunity to break out a creative agency and start competing for seven, eight-figure deals. Yeah, You know,
4: that Trump
5: advertising, you know, investments, presumably.
4: Right. Well, no, I agree. And they will go beyond that because I do believe, like, the advertising model and the advertising agency, the creative agency is not a sustainable model for a lot of publishers. Maybe it is for T-Brand. I hope it is. But they will go beyond. That will teach them, I think, to take the... Um, next leap, the next leap.
5: Yeah, exactly. and it, and one of the other areas that I think is severely, severely untapped. I just had the pleasure of attending the Girl Boss Rally in New York uh, with Sofia Moroso and Team, as well as Cindy Levy's Glamour uh, Women of the Year events. I will pay for that. I will pay for that, and many, many other people will pay for that. And so when you start thinking about events and experiential and giving people access, Jessica Lesson has done this brilliantly with the information, red carpet access
4: Exclusive. exclusive. It's just exclusive.
5: Behind the rope access yeah. to perspectives, personalities, experiences, networking events.
4: People will pay. And there's a people like us thing that Jessica Lesson has done so freaking well, which is like the best people in tech. The people who are like the really early in, this, in certain spaces. Blockchain. Duh, 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 duh. They wanted to be in a community together. And she knew it. And she created it. She created a place. She created a forum. And she's given access to them and to each other. Uh, and to, quite literally, information. Yeah. So I think
5: between, you know, media publishers moving aggressively into content, thinking about events and creating moments of access, you know, thinking about merchandise and product, yeah. you know, there are so many different ways. I think one of the most fascinating points that Rachel Typograph made on episode 20 was about brands collaborating with another, not just in trading pixels. I mean, yeah, that's great in terms of retargeting. No, that was freaking genius. That was genius. But like, how can brands be combined? I just saw a great collaboration between All Birds and Outdoor Voices. Mm. like-minded brands getting together and doing things differently now that's obviously within or creating,
4: creating like a joint ip which i yeah. think is like yeah, yeah. I, I mean think, we I talked mean, I think with david we talk about, about this atlas yeah.
5: obscura and airbnb i yeah. mean these are things that people have to get outside
4: the confines of what they're comfortable with and talk about things that are not what they do every day Right. So look beyond what you perceive as what you do. And I think we can do this in our jobs, by the way, everyone, and think about where you can go. Yeah. And that's as a brand. That's as an individual. One of the greatest um,
5: exercises that I I love to go through in the planning process is thinking about non-direct competitors. Yeah. And thinking about those like-minded communities. I think, you know, we're going to hear Lindy Akrino talk about, you know, this is us being somebody who hits on the age range of 18 to 80. 80. And let's be honest, there's a lot to unpack within the audiences watching it. Yeah. There's got to be one unifying insight across all of it. Yep. And that represents opportunities to think about programming product differently. There you go. Drop. And so with that, Linda
4: Yacarino, We'll be right back.
0: My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man.
1: And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.
2: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested.
1: by visiting musicgives.org.
5: So we are back with total badass girl boss, yeah. Linda Yacarino chairwoman, I like to say woman, of NBC Universal. Welcome to Atlantia, Linda.
6: Thank you so Yay. much for having me. Um, I appreciate it. I'm thrilled that the day is finally here. So it's a
4: couple days before... A huge summit. Well, let's say huge, meaning huge in thought leadership, not huge in size. And you called this summit to do what?
6: Well, what's huge about it, or maybe a little sad simultaneously, is that it's certainly never been done before. Right. Right. And we called the summit really to acknowledge that the need for change in the industry is so acute With everything that's going on from technology disruption to just sheer and utter measurement chaos, which is all of those things going on at once are just disrespecting the consumer and also the marketers. So we've got to get our act together as an industry because we have an obligation to respect both those stakeholders, right? So what's been the greatest thing about the summit, it's kind of taken on a life of its own and the response has been overwhelming so from the way we talk about it we have like four key groups participating in the biggest of ways and it is the let's call it the measurement community across the board we've invited everyone from the linear space i don't have to name names from the digital space from social invited them across the board from what i would call let's call it our traditional competitors everyone from ABC to Viacom all coming and some of them participating and then we have clients client direct marketers CEOs CMOs for brands you mean for brands brands, and then also agency holding companies all C-suite people
5: what morning did you wake up and said I've had enough I am leading one of if not the biggest network in the market I've had enough
6: well I don't know if it was one kind of seminal moment yeah. but I will tell you as you know, coming off of last year's upfront, NBC Universal got a lot of kudos and a lot of praise quite frankly from leading the marketplace in A B C D things, whether it was, you know, the push for automation and tech development or great content or developing our audience studio or our content studio. Got a lot of kudos for that. But I came out on behalf of the team and the company on the other side of a, an upfront, which is a just a mind-blowing tradition to explain, right? Mm-hmm. On the other side of that saying, we didn't do the best we could do for our clients. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of struggles for the reason why I shouldn't have to stand up on a stage in front of 5,000 people in Radio City saying, why do we still have the handcuffs of legacy, whether it's legacy measurement, legacy process, legacy go-to-market conversations? Why should I have to stand up there and say, a one currency metric does not do any service to a brand, right? right? Okay, it doesn't accomplish their business goals. And we fight so hard for that every day. So think about that. We came out on the other uh, side of what was a literally best performance ever for our company Comcast NBC Universal so we should be thumbs up right and we came out of it o- almost like now is the time to do something exactly right so now you have kind of lightning in a bottle and that's when we said we're not taking it anymore so you had several things going on with that lightning in a bottle sure. moment yeah. so you had kind of a absolute overwhelming really unanimous affirmation of premium content is it yep. that so we got that no one ever argues that right you have the ongoing and actual no promise yet of stopping brand safety issues yep, right. okay then you have what i call measurement chaos so you <laughs> have the legacy of inaccurate reporting on the linear side because that's just riddled with issues. Then on the digital side you have all that stuff. You have the unfortunate, let's call it ad tax, where you have to deduct from your investment, whether it's fraud, viewability. Right. They've actually done a great job of training the audience or training the customers that it's audi- normal. audibility is a thing and you should say thank you. Right. Okay. So so then you get to the what I call the um, you know, kind of measurement chaos on the digital side. You got the ad tax right. and then you have the uh let's the walled garden or the self reporting. Yeah. Right. If NBC Universal did that. Yeah. No, I've Literally. heard you say if this. And it's so true. If NBC Universal did that, we would be having very serious conversations with our customers, right. and we just can't do that, right? So we're much more disciplined, right? And we have a lot more disciplined integrity about our business practices. So what I'm trying to do is actually. I'm not even on behalf of NBC Universal, not I don't the expectation is not to come out on the other side of this or wake up Wednesday morning on the twenty ninth and say, NBC Universal is the greatest and we're the best. Give us all your money, which that would be great. Right. But that's not the point. Yeah. What the point is, is to level the playing field and some pieces of the business will get better, some pieces of the business are gonna have to come into their own, because growing pains is not an answer anymore. I mean, these are gigantic companies that are, if you just look at the digital piece when you have the, let's just call quote-unquote the duopoly, but there's a lot of other companies involved that really need to play the same way everyone else plays. And there's table stakes, and those table stakes need to be agreed upon by the players in the business, yeah, like, I
5: appreciate about this because we talk a lot about standardization of this mm-hmm. industry, which is as old as the model itself, and we 've talked a lot about. Measurement through the lens of the wrong metric. So yep. thinking about things and clicks and views, and I love this quote we tweeted about it on our um, Twitter handle, where you said, "You know, is a share bringing you in to buy a product, or right. who's or is actually, it, who's actually a view in, is a share what, walking? Which in, is, we yeah,
4: is a view or, walking in your door? And, to buy and a what
6: product? does a like yeah. really right. mean? Yeah.
5: And so, so that's issue number one. But number two is why are third parties controlling what we're doing? And so I think when you're talking about the Nielsens of the world and you're talking about the IABs of the world, certainly there's a place to level the playing field. But never, in our opinion, has there been a more important time for the people who are actually in it, producing it, executing it
6: to To be able to have a stake at that table. Well,
4: and to build it. I think now it's the time for them to, right, for you guys to
6: actually build Build the solution. Okay, so we agree with you. Now, do we like the idea? that there is a third party or yeah. an honest broker. Yes, I agree. Who can be Because honestly, if this existed in the digital space, you wouldn't have to worry about if your spot ran next to questionable content or if bots were being purposely purchased yeah. or if your uh, ad was only in 25% of the screen or the audio wasn't. Uh, aired or delivered properly. So if there was an honest broker in that space, you wouldn't have to worry about that. That being said, I think that there does need to be standards. Yes, agreed. So there needs, and actually the minimum standards that exist by the trade associations need to be actually elevated. Agreed. Okay? Particularly if what would be considered traditional or TV company standards are dramatically higher, and no one argues that. They know premium content companies' standards are much higher. But if we're in a bucket now, which is a converged communications plan, Mm. right? So it's one budget, one consumer, a consumer who does not discriminate or differentiate. They want their content where, when, why, how, and they decide right. at that moment, and they don't care
4: what's next to it. By the way, like and ex- right, ex-
6: and the- how shameful yeah. is it that as an industry, we haven't been able to offer a our clients an ease of transaction, yeah. mm-hmm. and along with that ease of transaction, one way to uniformly evaluate each piece. of of if you want to call it the advertising taxonomy or the kind of spectrum of delivery systems that you have. And that's why we're calling the summit. Yeah. Because when you're at this inflection point of a market, it's the time to make a change.
4: It would be ridiculous if someone didn't stand up. I'm just happy you stood
6: up. No. Yes. Well, right? I
4: mean, that's the truth. And and that's not even a compliment. It's just like it's the the opportunity
6: is huge. Right. NBC Universal and our partners being the biggest media company in the country, right? We take our responsibility of leadership very seriously. Yeah. And one of the media industry analysts wrote something that I've said to my team 50 times. And I was happy that at least, you know, it's kind of like with your kids when someone else says it, they they believe it. But he wrote something as it pertains to the summit was NBC Universal has the ability to shape the agenda. Yes, that's right. And that's all we want to do. And we are happy to be... You know, an honest broker of at least clearing the path for everyone to get there, get in the room, and have a responsibility or an obligation to contribute to the solve. That's right. Because the brands are certainly suffering. I mean, think about who's most vulnerable in all this convergence and that, where innovation is freeing the consumer. to either skip ads or have no ads at all, Totally right? So brands are most vulnerable. And then when they do think they're getting attached to ad opportunities, they're really not. Who's seeing it, Uh, it, 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 Who's seeing it, who's hearing it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it really really being delivered? (laughs) Right, and what is the performance? So if if you just have a simple ask, which is all you want to know, so as, as brands or as marketers, you have a very simple ask all the time. Which is, all I want to know is who saw my ad and how they responded.
5: Yep. Why isn't NBC building their own version of Nielsen?
6: Yes.
4: We had
5: um, Jared Dicker, who's the head of product over at Washington Post, is taking this on from the digital standpoint. It's like, why am I waiting for so-and-so out in the market to come to the solution when, obviously, they have the backing of the Bezos and the ability to pull in engineers, don't see that being any different in house at NBC. Well, th- so this a is
6: really great question. So there's kind of two parts of an answer to that. Number 1, we stopped waiting, right? So we built our own capability through our audience studio called the audience targeting platform, which really takes the opportunity or challenge, opportunity with something like Will and Grace way out from screen to screen, so screen agnostic. Right? We don't care where and we mostly don't even care when, okay? But we also expanded that to offer the opportunity to advertisers to actually ingest or deliver on their entire media plan. So it's not just Will & Grace. It's Will & Grace. It could be what portion they have on Telemundo, uh, all the way to Bravo, to CNBC, all the way down the line. And include our partners, which is BuzzFeed, Snap, Vox, Apple News. Sure. Yep. So all of our partners. So we have that capability. The opportunity for some advertisers has been spectacular. So this year we'll do close to a half a billion dollars on via our audience targeting platform. So it has nothing to do with a traditional rating and everything to do with what consumer segment are you trying to reach? Mm -hmm. What type of business outcome are you trying to achieve? Right. What's been great news is that the renewal rate or return rate has been almost 100% and the deal size gets bigger and bigger every single time. So
4: advertisers are coming
6: back. They're coming back. And they want to put in more. Correct. The challenge is where in a basic blocking and tackling hand-to-hand combat with the legacy process and system of how transaction works right Right. now. So this audience targeting platform or our audience studio challenges legacy at every level. Mm. Can you explain Mm. how? Okay. So at every level, it challenges process. It's not an upfront negotiation. It can be an upfront negotiation, but, but, but it doesn't it's not, have to be. No. no. We it don't doesn't care. start it's, that way. We, ours yeah. is, you know, quote unquote, always on. Sure. But what it has to do is that the marketer, the brand, the agency yeah. on behalf of them has to lean in and say, here's the outcome I'm trying to re- uh, achieve. Or here's the audience I'm trying to target, which is deeper or more robust than an age gender split. Of course. It's more than adults or women 18 to 49. Right. Yeah, we hope so, we've moved past that. It, well, <laughs> well, yeah. For 90% of NBC Universal's, maybe it's 80% of NBC Universal's business, we have not moved past that. Yeah, I believe that. Can we
5: rewind that, Cam, in the record? Because I think that's a very important point.
6: For 90% of NBC Universal's, maybe it's 80% of NBC Universal's business, we have not moved past
5: that. And I, we talk a lot about where the onus sits to not just change the conversation, which is the purpose of the summit around right. these big issues, but just down to the basic blocking and tackling, as you called it. Yep. Or the taxonomy. It's like, why,
4: are we, why is it the same language? Why are why, we even why? thinking okay, so, about in like, So listen, seven-
6: to be honest with you, it makes my eyes bleed. Okay. <laughs> and that's what I, I like that visual that we can deliver to people who are listening's minds. But um, so there's three key stakeholders for change. Right. It's the media companies that the yep. shoulders of NBC Universal in this case are broad and we were in it. We're committed. We want to make a change. But it's the media companies like NBC Universal. It's the brands themselves. Yep. And it's the agencies. OK. Yep. So those three th- people or stakeholders have to contribute To the change. But the legacy is an end to end legacy. Oh yeah. Okay? So that's why, you know, NBC Universal has the capability or capacity to transact this way twenty four seven for the ten billion dollars a year of inventory or revenue that we generally have. Sure. Okay. More powerful
5: than the upfront in the future? Um, Do you
6: think I think it's more powerful than the upfront in the future because it's always on. Yeah. So how could you – like the car you want to buy. A lot of auto companies obviously know in advance when they're launching a car, but they also have needs, whether it's on the national level or local level, sure. when they want to, interesting, add or pivot and iterate and build move money from one brand and go to another brand in one market out of the market so this capability that NBCU has and some other companies have in a smaller fashion but one-to-one conversation with the customer comes in the form of addressable
4: so this is awesome NBC has it guess what Fox has it guess what Viacom has it what the fuck Right, so like you're gonna walk in on Tuesday and say, what the fuck? And no one's gonna be like, hey, Linda, we'll go on NBC's platform. Like Viacom, Bob Backish isn't gonna be like, yo, we'll go on your platform. Hold on. I'm
6: not sure I necessarily agree with that. Good. All right. (laughs) So, and I could speak only on behalf of NBC Universal and what our desire is. Okay. So you have, I think, good progress. in you mentioned very particular companies right so we will put them in a bucket of premium content companies at scale yes. that marketers love mm-hmm. love i i tend to try to stay away from the word legacy, legacy as it relates to premium because it conjures up this picture in people's minds of old TV or this wooden box that's in someone's that's living room that plugs into the wall. I
4: actually think we need a new name in general because premium to me. Has well I don't gotten... know what
6: to call it because like my, f- um, well he just turned six my uh-huh. nephew uh-huh. calls his phone his little TV Oh, which is kind of a cool it's thing right. to, I, got, I was like why are you right. saying that just for Aunt Linda? Thank you. <laughs> um, but so when we look at those kind of companies, take yeah. Fox Viacom and Turner. Yeah. Companies that would be like, oh, my God, there are competitors at NBCU. We don't think about them like that, that way. We think about them as other members of the ecosystem who are trying to figure out how to reestablish a value for premium content providers that gets the marketer's attention because we know that we basically own top of the funnel. Yeah, We know that kind of that mid-range consideration to purchase, we're pretty strong. But we also have streams of data or reams of data that own about, I would say, on the low end of 25% of that bottom of the funnel or last click attribution BS you hear from a lot of sure. other folks. OK, that being said, so they so came together. has been a theme, by the way, the last two weeks. So okay. perfect. They formed a consortium called OpenAP, right. which is basically consumer segment or data uh, collective mm-hmm. right? to make it easier for buyers. Mm-hmm. NBC Universal is not in it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we're not in it because we don't want to be in it. We completely believe and we support an industry-wide solution to make the ease of transaction one. Let's call it one imagined platform where everyone gets to sell and do their own thing. Sure. Yes. But if you're trying to sell more cars, I love where you're or going. Or sell more, more. Uh, insurance policies. Yeah. Right. You should identify that consumer segment in advance. Yep. You should be able to transact on the inventory that's available at that time. Negotiate With multiple a
4: providers, right? God
6: forbid. Right? God forbid. <laughs> and then at the end of the day... My job is to come and talk to you like a human all the time and sell you the value of my own wares and the differentiation for NBCU or say I have this promotion on Will and Grace is going to kick ass. Make sure you do that. And I I feel very strongly that um, we should NBC Universal should be part of the collective change. Yes. Right. There really is just technical reasons of why NBC Universal has ATP, Audience Targeting Platform, which is really an end-to-end solution that's up, running, and you could do your whole deal with us beginning to end. You get your post. You do whatever we did across it, including all of our partners. So if you use ATP across all of our partners, which is BuzzFeed, Vox, Snap, yeah. Apple News, why wouldn't we want to include or grow to the point where we're in business with the OpenAP partners? Yep. So... That is a continuing conversation that I am very optimistic about.
5: What do you hope the headline is on November twenty-ninth?
6: What we're trying to guarantee that the headline isn't on November twenty-ninth, ho hum, that was just another summit. Yeah. Okay. So what we're really what I would call bullish on is the caliber of people that are participating. And the level of provocative candor that they are prepared to contribute. I know that we are going to ask for commitments, and ask for next steps, and ask for Good. change. How that ask comes out, we're not sure yet. So you're we're letting still-
4: it rot, ra- like you're letting it go natural. There's no, 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 no like no, 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 programmed. Oh well, like- no,
6: we have a programmed agenda that's still forming. Okay, because we have, you know, again. The level of response and the level of executives that were excited about this notion and w- and raised their hand and said, I want to be in. I want to do it. I want to be there or I want to participate has been great.
4: So do you think that these kind of great changes to the industry actually require new talent? And I don't mean new as an age. That's not an age comment by yeah. any means. I'm talking about different just skill different sets. skill sets, people coming in. Are you looking for different types of people?
6: A hundred percent I really think it's a mindset, so if you want to have a mindset for innovation, and this i don 't mean for it to sound cliche, but I mean it really seriously, is that you have to have a diverse organization, and i don't mean diversity in the sense of just the way you look, although that has a lot to do with it, whether it 's a mixture of male female, whether it has a mixture of race. Ethnicity, however you want to call it, yeah, but it also has to be a diversity of experience, yeah, okay, so on our teams, I actually we even try to push. I just recently um, met this guy through an industry event who is actually an engineer in the petroleum and national gas industry who has this view on how he looks at inventory. He's basically what he does is is almost think about it like an airline. How they price seats and things like that in a very perishable, real-time nature. He does a lot of things like that in his job. yeah. And I became very, very infatuated with the idea of him coming into our company. Because to bring that in that says... Yeah. It, so smart. It, it, so I think the diversity of experience is very important. And we have people, for example, our audience studio... I have 40 engineers on our staff right now that we didn't have two years ago. Yeah. And I hope Im- you'll start talking
5: th- about them more.
6: We will start talking about them. And you have to meet this rock star woman. Maybe you have her on. Her, her name is Denise Calella. We hired her. She was a CEO of an ad tech company that literally I met her. And within like the first half hour, I'm like. You're in. No, I told her. I'm like, you will never be able to shake me off your leg. <laughs> so we didn't have one. And to imagine. Oh. Female engineer. That's awesome. So awesome about that. But then also we look at our client partnerships team that deals with brands or marketers directly. There are people in that group that we made a really conscious effort that had client side experience, that had analytic side experience, and that had branding experience. Because we needed to be able to think like our marketers instead of saying, I have 10 spots an hour, and this is us. That's such an old way of positioning the value right. of what NBC Universal is.
4: Crazy idea. There are so many brands, consu- especially consumer brands, that are startups now. I think it would be freaking amazing if NBC said, I'm going to take some kind of stake. I'm going to help grow you, and I'm going to show you how advertising, because I see some of these DTC brands all of a sudden start getting really big and yeah. getting on TV, and they're actually not doing the right kind okay, of programming. It's a startup creative shop. Your so could you brain actually?
6: is so enormous. So we have this program. Thank you. Uh, thank <laughs> I love you, the I question. Think? I love it. The, the, we have this program that right now that we've had a lot of success with on um, using CNBC. So a lot of those, when you say oh, like incubator DDC, stuff, yeah, incubator stuff. So we have a lot of deals with them that we'll actually even test. Say, take our on air because it's so valuable for the you know kind of financial community or Wall Street market, but also to test the power of on air and say, you know what, let's put together a schedule and watch yes. the power. So, so don't worry. Well, we that's know like you're a new a revenue stream sh- for that's you. It's equity. Yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Hello, Yeah, <laughs>
5: this is what I was. Did just we saying? just make that? <laughs> I was, no, I'm loving it. but, but you're,
6: you're right on with it.
5: So, we <laughs> want to know. Let's step outside, Linda, in the boardroom, and okay. let's talk about Linda Yak, the professional who's come up and taken the bull by the horns, if you will. Yeah. So, tell us something we don't know about your rise at NBCU that would surprise people.
6: Oh, my goodness, about my rise at NBCU. I think a lot of people don't know that if you can include my college internship, this is my fourth time at NBC.
5: Wow. Do you have to be tougher as a woman at the top?
6: Um, Okay. Do you have to be tougher? I don't think you have to be tougher. I think you have to work harder, no question. Yeah. And I think you have to present yourself differently because you have to work harder. You have to present yourself differently. Because you're graded differently. Yes. And there's, listen, I have looked at until my most recent, like, let's call it two positions I've had at the company. I felt that being a woman was a real advantage. Agreed. Because if we I thank we you, feel, we feel like this, too. We feel like we this are, too. High five we five ladies. A okay, but now more often than not, whether it's at client meetings or in my own company meetings, um, I'm often the only woman. One of. A very few are only women in the room. Now, I do have to go on record. My boss, Steve Burke, is gender blind. Whoever's the best for the job gets the job. And he literally, it's amazing. That being said, in my day-to-day work, um, it's lonely. Yes. Okay. But I have to be very careful because and, – and I'm known to be, you know, aggressive – Mm. Men would be a driver. That's right. right. If well, you I thank said you for that, there was that. like air
4: quotes. Yeah, because, thank you, you for that. Because that is so important. That's so important. So,
6: so if I am trying to push a new agenda, right, or mm. or pushing for change, you know, Linda's Linda's passionate, emotional, passionate. dramatic. Wow. Those words are not used to describe a man. That's right. Okay. So I've been very conscious. And I've been really lucky to have – I'm very big on training and continuing education and have had a coach uh, many years throughout my career. And we've done a lot of work on very specifically – choosing words yeah. to present myself or to deal with a, a review, a review that might say she's dramatic or emotional. And it just, honestly, there's some things that just comes with the territory. You just have to Keep learn how to navigate it and swim with the sharks.
4: I think language is one of the most important yeah, and underused mm-hmm. weapons
6: mm-hmm. in
4: business.
5: Agreed. What's the biggest lesson you learned in leadership?
6: Um, two things. Uh, I'll I'll start with the not so positive and end on the positive. Two things: leadership can be extraordinarily lonely. Mm-hmm. Okay, because sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Sometimes the your your gut, your moral compass is challenged, and when you are the the leader or at it re- reach a certain level, um, that's lonely, and you have to have really conviction to power through it. Yeah, that's one number 2 and it's one of the biggest things I'm proud of at NBC Universal is culture. Yeah. Culture is the if you had to say what defines what has been the biggest contributor to the success that NBC Universal has had in the last 5 years and that's a complete change in direction of the culture. And culture drives your success and it'll also eat your success for lunch if you're not careful. So awesome.
5: Who's and- on your board of directors?
6: Uh, my board of directors, personal board of directors, or do you uh, have one? Um, you... Oh no, I have a full board. Oh good, a full board. <laughs> Laura wants. I a like seat. to. I like to take it. We may have some openings. Uh, <laughs> wait. Um. I think. Am I still allowed to say that my mom and dad are my? Our moms have been
5: on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
6: get out! Oh Oh, my God, I would be so scared to death. They were scared to death. No, if my mother came on, oh oh, (laughs) oh, my God, she's four foot ten and weighs about ninety pounds, and she will. Take over the place, without a doubt. Chickens Um, don't have ducks, as
5: as my mom would say. (laughs)
6: Um, So my mom and dad are my first go-tos, right? But I also have two very successful, very educated sisters. One's in the banking business and one's in the healthcare. She's a chief nursing officer. That's my identical twin. Um, So they are very senior executives in very different businesses, and it's extraordinary opportunity that I have to bounce things off yeah. them because they have such different perspectives sometimes for each of us it depends what day of the week it is we have conference calls and we literally work it like you that workshop done, it. And you get all of you get all of that's us amazing. so that that's awesome. so we really do so I'm very lucky to have very um like seasoned executives who I'm completely comfortable with and can be completely vulnerable or they call me out and say Whoa. Right. You are reading this the wrong way and let's – you're wrong. Let's pivot and do yeah. it. So so that's And they're good, your family. That's yeah. kind of amazing. And then actually, you know, I have a and couple of – And does your of, sister in healthcare say
5: you're not saving lives, I am? Oh, my <laughs> –
6: that's not, okay, wait a minute. That's – this is the – I can't believe you just said that. Because so the whole thing does. in my – the whole thing in the family is – um we don't care about CPMS. <laughs> we are saving lives, okay? Because my daughter is becoming a nurse. Also, she's graduating in two weeks. Oh, congrats! Oh, that's awesome. But so she's following in her aunt's footsteps, and we are saving lives. We yeah, we don't care about CPMS. So she's out of the will. Um, but um, <laughs> and then I do have some longtime clients that I can talk openly and actually help me shape what our position or whatever new idea we have for NBCU. So I feel great about that, and I feel very, very lucky.
4: Um, it's time. Kill so, by DIY. What would Linda Yaccarino me. kill? What would you buy? What would you do yourself? Anything? Oh, my God. Anything.
6: Um, what would I kill? Any form of legacy. Okay? Okay. Like build it fresh. You know, they talk about zero-based budgeting or t- Mm. Be fresh. Think about what your outcome is supposed to be, not the way you did it last year or did it yesterday or did it before. But then you never get better. You just keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Right. Yep. I think that's so the definition of insanity, I, I, right? Yeah. And I don't say kill legacy to take away the things that are positive. But if legacy what's holding you back, then you have to rethink it and feel like you have the freedom to challenge it.
5: It's I love it. One of the single biggest issues in this industry are the people that say, but that's not the way it's done.
6: Uh, or, or "It's been that's done not before. the way we do that here. Right. So what would you buy? Besides a new pair of Manolos? <laughs> um, I'd probably buy some type of fashion company. I just joined the board of directors which has been a little dream come true last couple of year goal of mine to to join a public board and it is in the fashion retail space. Can you tell and us? Beca- oh yeah. It's an amazing company called the Asina Retail Group. They own Ann Taylor, Lewin Gray, oh, Loft. Yeah. congratulations. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. I feel really, really lucky, especially in a day where so many women are needed on so many boards That's yes. Right. Yes. that I'm happy to be able to advocate and evangelize more of that to happen. So awesome. I do. And what
5: would you do yourself?
6: What would I do myself? Well, honestly, I could say that I'll speak on behalf of the professional hat that I wear at NBC Universal. And literally, we couldn't wait anymore for measurement to change, so we built it ourselves with our audience studio. And we don't have to be beholden to that. So we will continue building and investing, and there may be some kind of pickups along the way with an ad tech company or something like that. But we built the infrastructure ourselves. And to be able to have the unique relationship with our Comcast set-top box data has been extraordinary.
5: How many shoes do you own? Seriously, I need to know.
6: Um, I don't know, but I will put it in a more, how about a a more or less than 50 pairs? Oh, that's decent. What's your favorite pair? That's more. (laughs) Um, The answer was more. Okay. So I might (laughs) wear these on November 28th. I it bought. to bring exclusive. their fucking shoe okay. gate. Okay, no, okay. no it, don't don't judge me if I don't, it just means they didn't go. Okay. Um, but I bought this pair that I was on a waiting list for. Um, Yeezy that. season four. <gasps> yes. Um like Calf High Python.
1: Yeah seeing
5: Kim okay.
6: Kardashian wear these on Instagram. And she's my girl. Well, oh, a yeah, we knew. Yeah. You know She's what? my girl. Linda, so, we are not worthy.
4: <laughs> We're not worthy. So, Linda, if there's someone if who... If you're a
6: size seven and a half, feel free to borrow.
4: <laughs> so, if there's someone who wants to talk to you, how do they get a hold of you?
6: Okay, at Linda Yak is the best way. On Twitter. follow yeah. her at her. Yeah. Thank you, Linda Yak. This thanks. conversation
5: has been incredible. And just for the record, we can say this was the exclusive. This was the exclusive. For Linda Yak's
6: <laughs> State of the Industry Forum. We oh, got the exclusive. We got you the got exclusive. the exclusive. Honestly, <laughs> you guys, I am so flattered.
5: Thank you for coming. Okay, Thank you for love coming, you ladies. Love Thank you. Do it, you luck great work. Thank you. Thank
6: you for everything.
5: So that was insane. That was insane. She's just representing everything that we ask for and look for in the industry, which is don't
4: accept convention, buck legacy think about where change needs to happen and listen to other people in the room that you wouldn't expect have a perspective I think that I mean that's also something that I've been amazed with her about yeah and just the
5: ability and I love that she said check your logo on your ego at the door this is about moving the industry forward and I couldn't think of a better place to have that conversation than with our listeners in Adlandia
4: I agree so with that big thanks Cameron Drews Matt Turk Andy Bowers all of our friends and family at Panoply and Adlandia keep talking to us the community is
5: growing. Hit us on the Twitter at Atlandia Podcast. We'll be back in two weeks. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own. One word of advice to women figuring it out on their way to the top in our industry.
6: Uh, be courageous. Hmm. Just like it's courage. Love that.
2: And some waves, so we could go surfing. I oh, yeah.
6: <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
1: ski slopes. Let's
3: do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait,
1: did we just invent California?
3: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at
2: visitcalifornia.com.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants.